welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here, just Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host and the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And today we're going to talk about a subject that you probably don't think about very often. It's the Orlando International Airport, better known as MCO on your flight tickets, and how to get around it, some tips and advice to make your arrival and departure to Orlando and the vacation kingdom of the world simple and easy. You know, when I first took my first trip down to Disney World, the airport was quite small with one terminal and less than a dozen airlines servicing it. And, and now over the years, it's really grown to be massive. It has two terminals, both A and B, with over 30 airlines flying in and out, a new terminal that they're building. And you know, in my opinion, it really is one of the most beautiful airports in the world in what they've done to accommodate people getting in and getting out. But it can be a little tricky to navigate. So whether you're coming or going, hopefully we'll be able to help you in and around MCO. So the first part is arriving. Ryan, what's some of your tips about, you know, when you come in and arrive at the airport, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, when I get into the airport, I mean, like anybody else, right? Especially if we're going down to Disney, the first thing I'm gonna do is run. I just wanna get to Disney as soon as humanly possible. But there's some things that you have to do in order to get through the airport. Uh, when you get in, you have to walk through the terminal, obviously. Uh, but you know that you're in Orlando almost immediately because you'll see a Universal store and you'll see a Disney store. And I mean, Mickey and Minnie are everywhere. You know, there's more kids than you see at most airports for that reason, too. Uh, but then you can get on the tram uh, at uh, MCO and you take the tram all the way back to like the main ticketing and, and, and departure areas. Uh, so the tram's really cool. It's like your first experience on the monorail when you get into into Orlando. And, and at one point, I think they called it a people mover, too. So there's just Disney feel all over the place. I, uh, I this. agree. I think, you know, kids, especially if they're coming in on that tram ride, it's very fun and experience. And it's it, it's their first of many rides in uh, Orlando. Right. And what's really cool about it, too, is that they they dress it up usually, you know, like like last year. I know when when they did Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they had stormtroopers lining lining uh, on it to advertise for it and stuff. So it's kind of a cool feel beyond just, you know, riding a tram. It is. And um, it goes out across the airport, connects your terminal, like you said, to the main terminal. And, you know, make sure you hold on tight and uh, keep on the lookout for alligators in the ponds below. It's one of the only airports probably in the world where you can potentially see that upon landing. You know, what other people don't know is that you can take the tram uh, in and out of the main terminal to other terminals uh, to check out different uh, facilities or services at the other. But you're right. That's it's one of the first impressions that you have. 
Um, so, you know, Jonathan and Ryan, I'll ask you. So once you've arrived to the main terminal, um, you've got to get your baggage. Now, remember, there's side A and side B. So remember where you came in and where you're getting the baggage. Because I've seen people, you know, they fly in on terminal A and they go over to the baggage claim in B and they're wondering where the heck their luggage is and they don't recognize any of the airlines. So it is very easily when they dump you off in the main terminal to go to the wrong one. So make sure you go to the baggage claim associated with uh, the terminal you arrived at. And now once you work your way through the airport, you've got to figure how are you going to get over to the Disney property? Yeah, so you really have two options, right? You have rental cars, uh, obviously, are, are an option. Uh, and then you have my favorite option, which is the Disney Magical Express. And uh, Magical Express is only on one of those two sides, though. You have the A side and you have the B side. Magic Express is, is on the B side. And you can't miss it. Once you get down there, it's on the bottom floor. Uh, once you get down there, it's huge lettering across the wall. There's generally a line. The lines start as soon as you get at the airport, people. Um, but there's generally a line to get in. You have your magic band on you. You walk up and you can actually tap in with your magic band. They confirm your party is there. And if it's not there, um, you know, then whoever is there can go. Uh, but actually, just a word of advice, if you are coming in on separate airplanes, you don't have to wait for each other in order to use the Magic Express either. Uh, John and I recently traveled and, and came in on separate planes and stayed together and were able to use uh, our own separate Magic Bands that way um so so that's certainly possible to be able to do that and then um and then you can jump on the magic express and have a nice little 35 45 minute ride to disney property sounds um, like a pretty positive experience is that's what uh you found too as well john uh i have yeah i uh i look forward to uh the magical express um kind of the moment you uh hit the tarmac uh get at the gate get off the plane uh kind of like ryan said he uh kind of likes to start to run to uh head down to get to disney uh that's that feeling i get uh right when i get into mco there it's uh you know you're home uh and you know that first step is once you scan that magic band uh down by the uh, magical express i mean it's it may not be Disney property, but it definitely gives you that feel that you're home and uh, you're on property, even though you're not quite there yet. So the Magical Express is certainly, uh, you know, something we recommend as as travel agents when we book our trips. It makes it easy, the handling of baggage, you know, from your airplane and right up to your, your room once you get to the hotel. A lot of benefits with that. However, you can certainly take uh, an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi, and there's other shuttle vans, uh, depending on where you're staying. So there's, there's other ways to get to your destination. I think the Magic Express makes a lot of sense if you're staying on property, right? Because that's exclusive to the on-property uh, Disney hotels and resorts. Whereas if you're going somewhere else, you probably would take uh, an Uber, Lyft, taxi, or some other means of transportation. You know, I've done a lot of conventions in Orlando over the years, and um, so I rent cars and some people too go into the parks. If they're going to split it between multiple theme parks in Orlando, they may rent a car. Right. And a lot of people rent a car at Disney because once you're on site and you've done your parking, you can float between parking lots and resorts and you've got a, and it's easier sometimes uh, depending on how aggressive your schedule is for dinner reservations. Sometimes having your own rental car is a lot easier than waiting for the Disney transportation system. It's a matter of preference or choice. But um, so there is a very large, as a matter of fact, Orlando, people may not know this, is the largest rental car market in the world. 
And what they've done is really figure out how to make it easy and simple for people. Um, there's, I think, 13 major rental car properties on site. And what's nice is, like you say, you went to the B side for the Magical Express. Well, the A side is where the rental cars uh, is. And you simply walk right out of that terminal across the street, up an escalator, and there are all the rental car counters, uh, fast express services, and the cars themselves. So no shuttle to an off-property parking lot. It's all right there. And so I think it's really done well, really organized well. And if you're getting a rental car, it's a lot more pleasant experience uh, than I know at a lot of airports in the country. Yeah, Carl, I'll jump in too. I mean, you and I are both traveling sales guys, so we've experienced this. For those who don't travel quite as often or don't realize rental cars and how they work, in most major airports, you get on a shuttle, as Carl alluded to, and you go to an off-property site, and then you have like two or three floors of desks that you have to go to, and then you have to go out in the garage, find your car. It's a royal pain. So for, for, for Orlando, to give you the opportunity to walk down, walk literally across a three-lane road, uh, and then walk up and get your car is so convenient. Uh, if 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 you have ever rented a car anywhere else, like you'll you'll just appreciate it the minute that you walk through that airport. Most of the rental cars these days have built-in, or you can add on a GPS. You know, if you got infants, they'll throw in car seats, all that stuff. But if you're on a dude's trip and you want to rent a Mustang convertible, there's a million of them here at the rental plates. Jump in it, roll down the tops, throw your golf clubs in the back, and you're you're off to uh, have a great time. Uh, that's, I think that's one of the great ways to do it. Um, and if you need a, a bigger vehicle, they'll arrange for those too. So uh, I, I personally think that's a wonderful way to go. Um, but you can't go wrong with either of your decisions. Now, if you are driving, you're going to need directions, right? And I think the GPS is great. Um, there's not as much gridlock between the airport and Disney as there used to be since they sort of built around toll road 417 that goes around from the airport over through Kissimmee and back into um, back into uh, Lake Buena Vista. Um, the original I-4 from the airport and the B line was always a nightmare. <laughs> and uh, you know, your GPS, if you've got something like waves may tell you to go that way during times of day. And that may be just as efficient. So one of the tips I will give you if you are renting a car and uh, if you are uh, you know, traveling either one of those routes, there are toll roads. So you need to have some cash on you uh, unless you've asked for the rental car company to include um, the, uh, the pass in your car that will uh, take it electronically. So I've seen people stop at tolls <laughs> and not have the ability to pay. So yeah, um, especially in Florida, you, if they give you the option, I think they call it the sun pass in Florida. Yes. If they give you the option to get the sun pass, get the sun pass. Uh, especially if you want to go places other than just Disney or just Universal, uh, because it's it's way easier just to get the pass. So, have we covered everything when you arrive at the airport and you need to uh, need to get out of the airport and to your destination? I think there's one more thing I want to touch on with uh, like the shuttle services and stuff, and I think it's important for people to know that Disney's Magic Express is not owned and operated by Disney. Uh, it's actually owned and operated by a company called Mears, uh, and Mears is a shuttle transportation company in Florida, um, and they just put the Disney logo on it and Disney name on it, and they make sure that their drivers are trained as though Disney uh, cast members would be, 
Um, you know, so, so it's important for people to know that if something happens with Magic Express, whether it's your tickets, your baggage, uh, whatever, that's not Disney, that's, that's Mirrors. But uh, Mirrors is the other shuttle company overall that, that does a lot of the shuttling around. I've used it before. It's a great uh, shared shuttle service if you want to save a few bucks. And uh, maybe you're staying at somewhere like Swan and Dolphin where the Magic Express doesn't go to. Uh, that, that's a good option for you if you don't want to have a rental car. But uh, obviously Uber and Lyft these days are, are fantastic options too. Excellent. Um, now, the time has come to say goodbye to all your company. And you've got to get back towards the airport for that return trip home. And um, look, at whether you're departing from this airport, MCO, or any airport, it's always a good idea to get there early. What are some of the tips and advice you have for taking the Magic Express back to the airport? I think if you haven't done that before, that can be a little bit of a challenge. So what would you tell our listeners? So the best thing is Disney, again, being Disney, they take care of the planning for you. They will give you a time that you need to be down at the buses uh, outside the resort to be picked up. Um, usually, depending on what it is, it's anywhere between three to four hours before your flight, depending on how busy, what time of year, what, whatever it is. It, it varies, but it's usually three to four hours before. Um, the great thing, too, is depending on what airline you're flying, you can check your bags in at the hotel. So basically, once your bags are checked in, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Um, if you're unfortunately one of those um, airlines that you can't check your bags in, Throw them under the bus, get to um, Orlando International. When you get there, they'll unload them right off the bus for you. And you just walk right upstairs and uh, check them in right there. What are your thoughts on the timing uh, to take the Magical Express back to the airport? I know some people think there's a lot of time built in, or that can be a bit of a longer trip. Any thoughts or advice around that? Yeah, I'll jump in and say... It's, it's a tough thing for them to, to work through, right? If they accommodated every single person's request, they'd probably have to have twice as many buses. Uh, so, you know, keep in mind they're providing you a free service to get to and from the airport. It's a 40-minute ride. It's probably a $35, $40 Uber, you know, if you're not taking the Magic Express. So if you do get one of those times, it's unfortunately almost four hours before your flight. Uh, you know, it, it's not great, but it's, it's, you know, you still have the choice to Uber. You don't have to get on the bus. Um, so if that's what you want to do that, you know, that that's up to you. I will say though, Disney's masterful with logistics. So they, if they will get you, they will get you as close to that three hour mark as they possibly can realistically. Uh, and if they can't, there's a reason for it. They're not going to move you. They're not going to switch you onto a different bus. Uh, so, you know, don't ask, <laughs> I mean, you can, if you want, but it's not going to get you very far. Uh, it's just not that an easy of a process for them to do especially, you know, especially when you're staying at like a value resort and there's multiple resorts that are on that bus line. Uh, it's tough. So, so um, I, the, re- and the reason I bring that up is I think I've, we've all had clients that may have ended up arriving at the airport fairly early compared to where their flight leaves. Okay. And so I think there's a couple of key things that we can share with people. There's plenty of places at the airport to hang out and waste time if you're if you have an extra, you know, half hour or hour. Um, the main terminal is if you wanted to grab a bite to eat before your flight, the main terminal has the best selection of restaurants 
and uh, choices rather than going out to your individual terminals. They have some of the better uh, restaurants. I don't know if any of you guys have eaten at any of them or have an opinion on, on any of them. Um, I actually once was at a convention and had to stay one night at the uh, Hyatt because my flight was so early in the morning. And the Hyatt is literally in the lobby of the airport. It's a wonderful atrium, uh, lots of activity there, beautiful fountain in front of it. As a matter of fact, the fountain in front of the Hyatt is where people uh, will use as a meeting point to, to greet people, arrivals or departures or or, or people and it's a very popular meeting place. Um, and it's definitely has the sense of Florida. And uh, there's a couple of nice sit down restaurants in that area for you to eat. Any thought on the um, wonderful world of airport food? Uh, what you guys would recommend for people? Typically, I'm just too sad to eat when I get back to the airport on my way out. I mean, it's just, it's awful leaving Disney. Getting there is the best day in the world, in, the, in your life, right? You just have, you're just so happy to be there. And, and you know, especially coming from Chicago, if you're coming down in the winter for me, like get me out of the cold, get me into the warm. And then you're leaving, you're like, oh my God, I got to go back and get into the freezing cold again. Um, but I think it's a, on the border that's in uh, one of the terminals. I, I typically fly uh, United, which isn't as popular in Orlando as it is in Chicago. So it's a smaller terminal and there's an on the border in there. Usually that's my go-to, just somewhere I can belly up to the bar and have a margarita and shove my face full of toast, uh, Tostito chips or whatever they've got in there. One, the final, one final Orlando margarita. Uh, <laughs> more than one typically, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, usually I'll, I'll throw down a margarita or, or even if I'm, even if I'm just looking for something quick and simple, you know, there's, they've got like Dunkin' and Chick-fil-A and, and that kind of stuff. So I'm not a big sit down restaurant eater, um, myself, but, uh, but yeah, I guess something like that's pretty good for me usually. So there's a lot, again, if you go into uh, the main terminal, there's a lot more um, choices. There's a Bahama Breeze where you could get a nice margarita, um, which is a little little bit of a more step up. The um, uh, There's a Chipotle. If you happen to have a gift card that you wanted to use somewhere, you could go there. Um, but there's also inside the hotel themselves, there's a really good grill and steakhouse. I think it's called McCoy's Bar and Grill, nice Irish Bar and Grill, Ryan. And again, I stayed there, so I happened to eat there, and it was, you know, fairly good food, which is not atypical for a Hyatt hotel. Um, that's there, and um, so those are, you know, some places you could kill some time. Um, the other thing, Ryan, you had mentioned, and is the shopping. I mean, the shopping there is serious. If you forgot to get something at any of the parks there's a good chance you could get that little token for the dog sitter or the house sitter that you forgot to get as a gift, right? Right there in the airport. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a little mini world of Disney right there in the airport. And I mean, it's, and the same with the, you know, there's like a wizarding world of Harry Potter shop uh, more or less right in the airport. If you're, if you're coming for universal um, or you want to pretend like you were at universal, <laughs> you know, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a good choice um, if you want to grab something on the way out, if you forgot something, or if you didn't want to shop, if you didn't want to waste your time shopping at Disney, but you want to bring back that trinket. It, they're, they're very smart. They do a lot of business in those places. Uh, 
And if you want something cheaper that looks like it came from Disney, go into some of the the smaller shops. Almost all of the shops, like the Life is Good shops and, you know, the newsstands and whatever, they all have little Disney trinkets inside of them, Mickey and Minnie plushes and and things like that. So you can you can find whatever you want. So that's one of the things now uh, also in the central and in some of the terminals, they do a nice job on uh, some of the. Uh, airlines airport lounges what can you share with us about that jonathan i know you've fly a couple different airlines yeah um so myself i've been in both ones uh i primarily uh fly uh JetBlue, um as JetBlue is one of the big airlines flying out of boston um so orlando has uh two lounges uh that i've been in myself uh both are um, named the club uh at mco Um, both you can buy your way in, or if you're fortunate, like myself, I've got a uh, priority pass. I've got through uh, my credit card company. Um, and there's a ton of them. If you do want to get yourself uh, one of those, um, a lot of them out there, depending on the type of the card, you can get one. Um, but, uh, the one I primarily uh, go through is, uh, the one in, uh, terminal a, um, on the first concourse there. Again, that's mostly where all the JetBlue flights are. It is the smaller of the two I found. Um, again, because the other one, uh, which is located in Terminal B Concourse 4, um, deals a lot more with a lot of the other international flights, a lot more um, kind of the legacy carriers, a lot more of the Delta stuff. So it's got to compete with that because the Sky Lounge is over there, uh, just to name another one. Um, but these lounges are great. Um, Decent food, uh, decent sitting area. I've been very fortunate the times that I've been in both these lounges. Plenty of um, space you can spread out, relax, get a nice bite. Now, at the same point, it's not going to be if you're going to go try to get a meal from somewhere like Ryan. He's going to go drink a couple margaritas, get some chips, uh, some salsa, stuff like that. It's more snack stuff, uh, kind of um, appetizers, I found. Um, But at the same point get yourself a couple drinks. Um, it's even got a shower, to be honest with you. I've never used the shower. I haven't had the need, but if you, you want to those type shower, of folks, you should probably shower at some point. Yeah, hey, I, hey I, I mean, uh, you, you, uh, you let the viewers know how that turned out after our trip here. So <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he, he did shower folks. He did shower. I was not anywhere near that shower while he was showering, but it did happen. Um. There you go. Well, um, that's one thing I haven't on my bucket list either. I've never showered in an airport. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) this is this. This went sideways very quickly. What what happened? (laughs) So um, the other thing is, if you're killing time there, believe it or not, there's a very. um, And I think a lot of airports have started doing this around the country that I've flown and noticed. But I think Orlando was one of the very first is they have a wonderful art program. So if you're an art dude and you like looking at stuff, all of the terminals have different collections from different uh, people, whether they're sculptures outside or inside. Uh, Some of the fountains, there's glass carvings and works, um, unbelievable mosaics and paintings. So uh, if you've got some time to kill, you can actually pick up a map and a brochure and do a walking art tour of the MCO. One of the funniest ones, and I can't remember what terminal it is, I'd have to look up, but there's a sculpture of a sleeping tourist. And it looks like someone who's just passed out on the floor, right? And he's got, you know, his bags and he's like, he's, you know, his flight's been delayed and he's waiting and he's very realistic. 
um, looking. And that was installed there and always gets a laugh. Uh, but there is uh, lots of ways to kill your time before you're back on that flight. You just like that guy because he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I don't think he is, is he? I think he is. <laughs> am I am I am I remember misremembering that? I could have sworn he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. We may have oh. to go find his picture and put him up as part of this segment to to uh to qualify that. But so once you're there, then you're gonna obviously get back on those trams and head back to your terminal. And at the individual terminals, there's also typical stand-up airport bars and facilities that you can use. Uh, for a quick bite or one quick cocktail before you jump back on that plane. And uh, so we wanted to share with you, you know, some tips and advice about getting in, around, and to and from MCO. Is there anything I've missed, gentlemen? No, but I was totally wrong. He's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. So I'll, I'll get my eyes checked. Anytime you see a red shirt, I think you think it's Hawaiian shirt, Ryan. I'm like a bull. If it's a red shirt, it's like it just draws blood like a Hawaiian shirt. I'm just ready to charge and stampede, take you out. No Hawaiian shirts here, folks. And none at the MCO. So uh, there you have it, folks. The dude's take on getting in and out of MCO. Thanks for listening. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 100 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global Travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.